0: Hello and welcome to the Project You podcast. I'm Leighton Collins. I'm the careers officer at the College of Animal Welfare. Um, each time we will have a bit of a dive into careers or the wider industry you're working in, but most importantly, thinking about you. Um, there'll be a shorter version for those of you who can only spend a couple of minutes. And today we're going to have a look at something that's really important, both professionally and personally, and that is goal setting um, what it is, how to do it, and how to see those goals through. goal setting is really important for everyone uh, whether it's that year 11 student revising for their GCSEs, uh, whether it's in a workplace setting for that next job, that promotion, or whether it's an aspect of your personal life. So let's get on with it. Have you ever made a new year's resolution? Ask yourself how did it really go? Have you ever done something like uh, Veganuary or Dry uh, Dry January or Stoptober? How did those more focused one month commitments compare with that New Year's resolution? Have you ever given things up for Lent or um, observed Ramadan? So how might those more spiritual focused commitments compare back to that New Year's resolution? I think there are issues, particularly with New Year's resolutions, um, and that is that they're often quite negative. It's either stop this or start that, um, rather than do more of this or do better at that. It's open-ended, it's endless, it's January the 1st, and I am just going to do this forever until I don't, until I stop and fall short, and they're not very well defined. New Year tends to be vague. It tends to be rough around the edges, often too big and with no end in sight. So, these promises we make to ourselves, but there's no action, there's no plan that we're going to put in place. We just say, This thing's going to happen. So, you get maybe a few days or maybe a week into January and you go, Nah, I'm giving up. I've had enough. These New Year's resolutions are too vague. Get fit, work harder, stop drinking have more time that's all well and good and none of those are bad things but they're all quite woolly and unclear goals need to be clear and well defined Um, so whether we're listening to this and we're thinking about more of our professional life or more of our personal life or a bit of both that's fine because it's the same approach for both let's think about those um, dry january so giving up the booze or veganuary changing what we're eating the rules for those are really quite simple. For one month, I'm not going to drink alcohol, or for one month, I'm going to eat vegan food, or maybe I'm going to eat more vegan food. And you give yourself a little bit of leeway and, and sneak some cheese or butter somewhere. Why might I do that? Well, I'm coming out of Christmas, which is now last the whole month of December, doesn't it? It's more than just a few days. Uh, but this really indulgent time of December. I've drunk too much. There are parties, there are socials, there's popping around to families and friends. Everywhere is a big meal. There's here's a glass of mulled wine. There's some champagne. Um, there are Christmas beers with Santa on the bottle i mean, in mince pies. Every time I flick the kettle on, there's a mince pie in my hand. Tubs of chocolates just to pick at whilst I'm watching television. There's cheese everywhere, cheese plates, cheese boards. Um, and everything seems to have been cooked in best butter or in goose fat. So really indulgent, you know, Christmas is no bad thing. But then you come out of it and you're like, okay, um, dry January, let's lay off the booze because I've had too much or veganuary. Okay, I'm going to try and eat a bit more healthy and I think this might help me to do it. There's that realisation of where you are and actually wanting to go back to normal. So it's not changing from that current position being the norm. That December is quite exceptional and you want to get back to what you were like in March or in September or whatever. They're also branded up, so it's easier to jump into. Um, you might join with others. So that sense of shall we do dry January together or as a household, shall we cook um for vegan meals for Veganuary. It's not that hard in many ways as well. You can tell yourself it's only a month. And even if I have to limp to the end of it, I know that there's a glass of wine or there's a steak dinner or something like that on February 1st, I can literally break the, um, the January commitment knowing that I've done it. But actually, if you've enjoyed it and it's had an impact, then you might push on with it. Um, you might feel fitter, you might have more energy. Um, It might not be wholesale change, you might just be um, you've learnt a really good tasty vegan meal and that becomes part of what you cook each week. Or you've enjoyed drinking less and it's felt you've slept better so you're going to have more days throughout the week where you don't have any alcohol for example. The interesting thing with those is that the goal is actually complete dry January. So the goal is not give up drinking or the goal is complete veganuary. The goal isn't never eat meat again. So it's much more digestible in your own mind. What makes it easier to achieve goals is that you can break it down. You can break it down into something that is realistic, it's right in front of you, you know how long it's going to last. And I'm going to run with this this one big example uh, throughout this time. So I'll show you an example with the goal of get fit, which is... Way too big a goal. It's far too vague. What does that even mean? Um, And you have a takeaway or a a family bucket of fried chicken or a night out on the booze or something. You think, I've I've ruined it now. So I'm no longer going to get fit. So I'm going to give up. It's too big. Maybe that becomes get fit enough to run a marathon later this year. And so even get fit has become more specific. Maybe that in turn becomes, okay how am i going to get fit all right monday is sports wednesday is a gym trip saturday's a long run tuesday thursday friday a little workout at home and sunday's a total rest day so depending on your headspace and where you are you can bounce back to that big macro goal if you will that big goal of get fit or fit enough for the marathon yeah brilliant that's where i'm aiming that's that's the goal or depending on your headspace you need something more digestible okay Monday sport has become football training with my mates and we book a pitch and we do that. Or Tuesday home workout becomes I'm working through the next episode of those Joe Wicks uh, at home YouTube video clips in the living room. This can really be complemented and taken even further by things called micro goals. So micro goals are uh, small, specific actions or maybe a set of actions that you can undertake as part of a larger goal. That big, big headline, get fit, broken really, really, really down into things like um, not even that long run, but broken down into a micro goal of put your kit out at the bottom of the bed, ready for Saturday morning. That's a million miles away from get fit. Charge your phone, download that that podcast you want to listen to or that playlist of music you want to listen to. Um, plan a route that you want to take, somewhere that's going to take you through that park or through that woodland, somewhere pretty. Arrange to meet a friend for a coffee at the end of the run so you know when you've done your whatever it is, 10 kilometres, 15 kilometres, there's that nice little cafe in the park and you're going to meet your friend there in a, an hour and a half or whatever practical micro goals as well they can really help you so practically before you've even set out to do all this sort of stuff um a practical goal to have ticked off would be have a training plan towards that marathon is this long run uh, a shorter one is it eight kilometers is it 15 kilometers are we doing 30 kilometers today where am i in the whole plan sign up to that marathon so you've actually got your place booked stick your your number on the wall or stick your confirmation email on the wall so it's there to remind you it's there to motivate you are you doing this just for fun and is it just to get fit or is a byproduct of this that you can raise money for charity so I'm going to set up a a giving page I'm going to publicize that on my social media I'm going to talk to people at work and on those training runs where you say I hate this I don't want to do this anymore you're thinking yeah but I've already raised 300 quid and that's why I'm doing this so it was just a bad training session I'm sure next time will be fine and I'm gonna keep going you can see there are lots of aspects there things that you can tick off and rather than one massive enemy to go out of get fit you've got loads and loads of little challenges that you can go tick done that I feel good about myself tick I've done that brilliant one less thing to stress about tick fantastic look at the progress I'm making There are elements that you're committing to as well. You're committing to follow through on things. If the kit's already out, it's kind of staring at you as you get out of bed um, and kind of going, I'm here, trainers are here, running, kit's here. So you've already kind of got something that's committing you to follow through with your plan. Maybe you really want to listen to that next episode of that podcast that you're in the middle of. And so actually getting away from home for that hour, hour and a half is part of the thing that you're committed to. The fact that your friend is sat waiting in that cafe in an hour and a half's time, uh, whether you get there or not, you've got to get there and you're not going to turn up in your car and your normal clothes because they think you're doing the end of your run. Um, So you can see there are commitments there that are just going to motivate you, particularly if you're in a bit of a low moment in that morning. Let's think about your professional life. So big macro high level goals, get a promotion, be better at my job. Uh, learn a new skill that's going to help me. They are massive and they are overwhelming and we need to find ways to break those goals down. So maybe um, maybe it would be like set up a LinkedIn account, raise your personal profile, connect, network with others. And if we want to make that more specific and have some micro goals with that, break that down into research who the key people of influence are in my industry, in my kind of sector, and commit to connecting with 10 new people every week break that down even further set an alarm on my phone Friday 9am and it flashes up LinkedIn connections I think okay I've got to go and um, I've got to friend 10 people in my industry so that I'm really growing that network maybe it's working with someone else maybe it's working with your manager to set those objectives and those targets that could, um, could put you in the spotlight for that next opportunity, uh, whether that's a paid promotion or whether that's an opportunity to stretch yourself, and um, will help you to kind of develop yourself as you're going along, that confidence and your ability and your skill set. Maybe it's like reading about the wider sector. So depending on the the role that you're in and the sector you're in, looking into new government policy looking into legislation looking into changes that are on the horizon and could be coming reading the blogs of those kind of thought leaders the industry leaders um, in your sector maybe that links back to the people you're following on linkedin maybe reaching out to those people and asking them for their thoughts around a couple of questions so that your understanding of your sector and your place in it and your ability to work in it is getting even better and better but why even bother? It just feels like hard work, whether it's that New Year's resolution or that more professional goal setting, it does feel like hard work. There is an easier route to take and the easy route is often sat in front of the TV doing nothing. Goal setting um, ultimately it helps you to become a better version of yourself. So you will be more happy and more content. You'll be a more productive version of you. You'll be more attractive to employers there are there's there's research that's out there that would suggest some of these things so it suggests that goal setting supports personal well-being and even into younger life if you think back to that example of the school kid or the GCSE student uh, goal setting has a relationship with success if I'm going to try and do this thing and it works I will be successful if I've not set the goal I'm going to accidentally achieve that successful thing or maybe I don't so goal setting and success go hand in hand. There's a link with your um, your inward personal um, reflections on who you are. Your self-esteem, your motivation, your self-confidence is linked to goal setting. If you think back to that tick, 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 tick on your to-do list, that's going to make you feel like a better worker and make you feel happier in what you're doing. And placing goals on that to-do list really um, makes your daily effort more productive. So there's that kind of ongoing to-do list of this is what I'm doing this year or this chapter of my life or in this job. But then every day, having a to-do list on your desk or before you drive into work or whatever, um, it will just put your daily efforts into context it will make you more productive you'll have a less boring day because you know what you're going into and what you're doing so ultimately it's going to mean that work is more satisfying let's go time traveling short time into the future and we're going to do a bit of thinking So this is a really good way of thinking about goal setting. I want you to fast forward to the end of the year, to New Year's Eve. And if you're listening to this in the future, just think like maybe eight or nine months into the future. I'm gonna stick with that example of get fit and that working towards running the marathon. Write down a message to yourself that you are almost speaking back in time from New Year's Eve, okay? Um, write it down somewhere and stick it somewhere you'll see it so again motivation to keep coming back to so it might be a message something like this year I really improved my fitness really proud of myself I completed my first full marathon I was actually a couple of minutes faster than what I was aiming for as a time I've lost um, three kilograms of weight and I've got so much more energy I've joined a local running club made loads of new friends and I now support new runners with action plans Um, particularly new runners at the same kind of age and stage of life that I'm at. On a fitness scale of 1 to 10, I'd probably rank myself now as a 7 or an 8, which has moved way up from the 3 that I'd set myself at the start of the year. So that kind of thing would really motivate you and would make you feel good, even in those moments where you're like, I feel like I'm still a 3, I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall. You can attach actions to the words of this future self, um, so the actions for that message, starting now where I'm not actually started doing anything yet, I haven't yet done the marathon. So the actions could be, I need to go and read some running blogs and some websites for tips and advice. I need to download a training plan from nothing to full marathon. Uh, I need to know how much time that's going to take me and, and work that into my working week. I might weigh myself, might measure myself because that could well motivate me that thing if I lost a little bit of weight but I've got more energy maybe I'll take a selfie in the mirror with my um with my running kit on and I see what kind of shape I'm in by the end of the year I join a running club I buy the kit I need I've gone to the the um running shop I've done an assessment I've got the new shoes the assistants recommended would be just right for me and the the conditions in which I I work and the way my body runs I've entered a local 10k earlier in the year to have a goal to work towards to know what race day feels like to know the stress of being on that starting line and starting to be a bit panicked and I've entered the marathon that's later in the year the big goal that I'm working towards I have set loads of reminders in my phone so that I can stick to that plan I'm going to go for a run that day tonight I'm doing uh, Joe Wick's keep fit that time I'm going to the gym And I've set the kind of rough 30 minutes, one hour, whatever it might be. So finally, I want us to think about committing to actions as well. We've got that future self that's generated some actions. We've got the big headline goal that's too vague and we've broken it down into smaller stuff. We've attached to that micro goals and the kind of action planning of having your shoes by the foot of your bed. Let's think about committing to actions. So accountability can be a good thing in some ways. Useful to involve someone, someone who you're very close to, someone who could practically help you, someone who's going to just periodically be like, "Hey, how's it going? How's that big thing that you're working towards going? How's that marathon training?" Let's stick with that example. Uh, Someone who might say to you, with a bit of tough love, actually, at the end of a busy day, "Why haven't you got your running kit on? I'm going to turn this TV show off. We'll we'll record it. We'll watch it when you're back." But it's Wednesday night and Wednesday night you need to go running or whatever it is so they know and they're part of your your structure particularly if they're in your household in that sense telling everyone probably isn't that helpful it's far too broad just kind of shouting it across all your socials and telling anyone who will listen I'm a runner now and I'm going to do a marathon it's too broad um, and you'll feel like your goal is out there in the open but actually there's nothing coming back from that wider audience so you feel like you've got accountability but no one is giving you a bit of a kick up the backside or an arm around the shoulder or just that bit of challenge um there's also if things didn't work out maybe you picked up an injury maybe you fall short maybe you you do just decide that yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna see this through you've got to dial that all the way back and you'll still have people going how did you get on with that marathon yeah i didn't do it i I just couldn't really be bothered with it. Your phone can actually be really helpful here. And in many other ways, in many other areas of life, it can be a distraction. You know, we can sit and lose time staring at videos on YouTube and TikTok and videos of kittens and all that kind of thing. But this can be a massive help. Um, Get your phone involved in your planning, where it works, where it's going to help you. So you've got that accountability of that close person to you, and then you've got those reminders and personal commitments coming out of your phone. You've got alarms, daily buzzing. You've got reminders set in your calendar uh, with recurring things. So, the OK, right, Saturday morning, I do a run. My phone is bing, bing. Here we go. You've downloaded things you want to read in your industry and in your sector or with running or whatever the example is. You've bookmarked websites, so when you've got that spare five minutes, or you're sat on the train or whatever, you're not just reading the news or watching those kitten videos. You're going, okay, I've, I've, I need to read this article about effective communication, or I need to read this blog about long distance running, or whatever it is. Download some relevant podcast things that you're going to be interested in. You like the the tone of it if it suits what you're at in this example again running podcast fitness podcast things that are just going to be part of your journey and where you're going And if it is something like that running example there might be specific things that your phone can do maybe an app like strava it's going to track your activity you can be able to compare back it's going to tell you when you're getting fitter and more effective you can also share that with friends and they can see the things that you've uh, the race the training races that you've done and they can give you a little thumb up and stuff like that obviously with other examples whether that might be to improve your communication skills It's not going to be Strava, but it might be something else. Different ways in which you can improve that skill and achieve that goal. So, top tips for action planning if we boil it right down to three things, I would say break it down. Do not aim for a massive high level goal like revise maths or get fit. It's too vague. So, break it down into things that are achievable and then write it down as well. Little reminders show you where you're aiming for, where you're going, but that reminds you and gives you an opportunity to know where you've come from so far. You should be really proud that you're halfway on the journey and it's all going well. Visualise the outcome, that future self, that, you know, whether it's seeing yourself on GCSE results day or that sense of looking back, having finished the marathon or whatever it might be, look to the future, whether that's New Year's Eve or something slightly different, work back from that. Okay, so let's finish this episode with a bit of action planning for you, things that you can take away after you've finished listening to me. Think about that personal goal or think about that professional goal that is in your life, That whether that's going to impress an employer or going to make you just happier in, in what you're trying to achieve. Steer clear of New Year's resolutions, but think about that goal that you want to get. Reflect on, your, on yourself so reflect on yourself and score your fitness out of 10 or your communication skills or your team working skills or your negotiation or whatever it is that your goal is. Kind of give yourself an honest score. If it's honestly right rock bottom one, then be honest with yourself. If actually you're already at like a seven, but you're trying to push up to a 10, again, be honest with yourself. And then create an create an action plan. Specific goal setting all the stuff that we've looked at um, including the micro goals manageable targets breaking things down involving others specific actions and importantly a to-do list i think whether you like lists or not there's something quite satisfying about being able to tick something off and go yep that hard work meant that i got another tick in a box set reminders use your phone and again uh, tell a close a close friend uh, and give them the permission to challenge you to chase you but they will also encourage you if they're your friend as well. Thank you so much for listening. I genuinely really hope that that helps you um, with goal setting and those things that maybe you've been putting off and you've never got round to, or that thing that you've tried and you've been a little bit burnt and you're like, I'm never going to get fit, or I'm never going to eat better, or I'm never going to lay off the booze or whatever. Break it down and hopefully you will achieve it this time and you'll come out the other side, like that research says, happier, more efficient, Um, and more self-confident. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.